Welcome back to another episode of Ready Comics Roll, where we discuss comics, video games, movies, music, and so much more. It's a terrible night to have a curse. I'm Mike. I play Castlevania Symphony of the Night every year. I'm John. And I'm Jeff, the only guy who actually liked playing Haunted Castle as a kid. That's fair, though. <laughs> you know what? That arcade cabinet has gone well, long okay, and forgotten. Off, I, think, I think when you really look at it, let, let's, let's be real about this. A lot of us started out with the arcade systems. Like, you didn't have something at home or anything. I remember going to places and bars and stuff like that. Uh, you know, as a child. As a child, yes. <laughs> as a very young adult child. A young bearded child. No. <laughs> Listen, when you walk in as a five year old and you have a beard and they don't card you for a beer, it's a great bar. This is I, I, I've, yeah. <laughs> I've known this man for almost 20 years. For as long as I remember, he's always had a beard. I don't have a memory of him without a beard. Yeah. <laughs> Only when I'm going undercover. <laughs> that goes back to freshman year of high school. He had a beard. <laughs> no, I was growing a beard. and Okay, we're not talking about my beard. <laughs> well, Fair that, enough. That's Fair another episode. <laughs> Something but, equally as important. But I remember going back in those days, and literally my first experience to a lot of video games was going to a restaurant or a bar or anything like that. So where you could play arcade games, Mortal Kombat, you know, anything that you could get, pinball machines, whatever. But some of my fondest memories, obviously, were, you know, going home, having the system, and playing some of the Castlevania games. Mm. To this day alone, my favorite game that, like I said, I admitted to, I play Castlevania Symphony of the Night every single year. It's just a yearly ritual that I have to get into that it's 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 a game that I love. I love the style of it. I love the story behind it. it and it's just one of those things where if I'm not doing it once a year, and Mike can agree. Yeah. Mike, Mike is the same. I, 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 have, I have my annual ritual as well. My, mine actually has toned down. I used to do a 100% playthrough, a 200% playthrough, and a... Beat the game as uh, Rickard. And... Rickta. <laughs> Rickta. Oh my god. That was a lot of time to put into one video game. I think the only thing that I never played in Symphony and then I... Only because I, I was did Was Axelor because game. it was terrible? Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, why? I can't believe I'm spacing on her name real quick. Um, Maria. Maria, thank you. Maria... Uh, she was the only one that I probably didn't, which actually is really weird because I think she's the most OP character that you can play through as a secret character. Well, okay, so her spells make it to where she goes in. It's the equivalent of going through with the shield rod and Alucard's shield. And you just go, ah, magic, kill everything, you know what I mean? Um, and she did have, I, as far as I remember, she had the, the largest mana bar starting off. Yes, because like I said, all of her spells, oriental spells, stuff like that. I don't know if you, Jeff, you had gone into playing actually Maria. No, 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 no. Believe it or not, I've only, um, I've done a, like a 100% playthrough. Um, I didn't. Because sometimes you just want to kill Richter. Well, sometimes you, you just want to kill him. No, it's true. But you know, it's funny, like, I, I it's weird because. Who wants uh, to fight shit? I accidentally, because I'm, I'm a bit of a completionist when I play games. Yes. So, like, believe it or not, I actually. You have always told me Symphony of the Night was one of the greatest Castlevania games of all time. and That's still true. And it's true. No, no, it's true. Because I've played a lot of Castlevania In my personal up. fact. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> but it I is, agree with you on this. It is the greatest um, Castlevania game It ever. really is. Because before I played Symphony of the Night, I played a... There's a, a, a Game Boy Advance version that nobody talks about. Um, where it's not Symphony of the Night. It, you're playing a whip user. Basically, but playing through, it's basically a Metroidvania. Yes. Then I played Symphony of the Night, and I go, oh, this that's what this is about. <laughs> that's what this yeah. could be. So, okay. Right. And when I played it, I didn't play it with... Uh, yeah, I mean, I had access to the internet. I could have. But, yeah. you know, what's the fun in that? So I just played through it. And me having to explore every nook and cranny of the castle, because that's just how I am. That That's an enjoyable piece. Yeah, but that's just how I am. Like, I play any game, and I just go, if there's something to do, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't care how long it takes me. I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I, when I did, I accidentally got the stuff to see the, I guess, the spirit that's, like, you know, 
possessing, Shaft. yeah, Shaft. as possessing, yeah. you know, Rick and I beat him, and I said, that's when, bad that's mother. when the, the, that's when it went to the 200% game, where it was like, yes. oh, now we're playing the castle upside down. Yeah, inverted. And, and I said, this is the most genius thing I have probably, and it's weird, like, I, I've done this maybe like a year and a half ago, and I said, this is amazing. I it was some of the most, because, I, not because I didn't want to, but just because... I just haven't had the time. You know, kids make it really difficult. I, I have yeah. to say this. Both, both when it comes to Metroid and Castlevania, they have they have managed to do some of the greatest level design in gaming history. I don't I don't like I don't say that enough about these the, these games. And they've created their own trope. Yep. You know the Metroid the, Metro, yeah, the Metroidvania own vein. genre of, of yeah. games. That's true. And honestly, like it to me it started with Mega Man. And that's always been the thing, like, the, that I need this to progress to get to this point. Option kind of, two. Op- 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 option but it, two. But it was optional. Option two. Yeah, because technically, with, Ma- with, because Mega, with Mega Man especially, what I love, well, especially when we talk about this, Mega Man X, I, I love that because, you know, you get your tutorial stage, you do your thing, just to kind of get an, an understanding of how the game works hmm. for new players or even older players. But then you get to the select screen, it's like, okay, where do you want to go? And it's like, yeah. you can go anywhere, anywhere you want. Some places are going to be harder, like you said. It's going to be harder. <laughs> you never start with the lava box in a Mega Man game. <laughs> exactly. You never that's, start with you the lava always, box. For X, you always start with Chilled Penguin. That's what And if it was original Mega Man, you always started with Cut Man, because he was such a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's, but that's the point. Like it, 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 To me, like when we talk about like what Metroidvania is or whatever, like I always think of Mega Man, and I go, yeah, that's kind of on it. It's, yeah. it's platformy. I mean, not that it has to be platforming, not that it has to be 2D, but well, but in my opinion, like when I think like Symphony of the Night, like to me is like, and, and not even just Symphony of the Night, but even like Super Metroid. I play Super Metroid, you know, for SNES, and it it has this beautiful appeal of being 2D platforming. The idea that you can explore anything, and that it doesn't tell you that you could go to these places until you get something and you go, oh, I, and I, it clicks and you go, oh, I can go back and yeah. I can go do this thing and I can get to another room exactly where I need to be. I have to say this and uh, John may defend the Lords of Shadow games. I will not. I will not actually defend any of the 3D Castlevania games. Metroid did the better jump to 3D. Hell yeah, it did. Metroid Prime Metroid was Prime? a fantastic game and it did the whole like backtracking exploration oh, no, it did. It, thing so well the only other game that did that that well and I have and this is fucking weird coming from me Turok oh my god you're, you're bringing that up I'm bringing that up because that game actually did that like you have to kind of explore this area to then explore this area yeah to, it kind of did to, to be fair though uh, the Lords of Shadow game which yes I did enjoy. Did I think that they were infallible? No. For for uh, <laughs> they weren't. They they were no. They were no Castlevania Symphony of the Night. <laughs> they were. They were not. <laughs> no, Castle, but the thing is, though, for for a reboot that was trying to make its stamp in a three D world, yeah. that to go through that, it, it. I think it did well. Was it a perfect story? Was it a perfect everything? No. I mean, it, at that point in time, the, it's trying to compete and have similar aspects to you know uh, God of War and such like that. So, but. <laughs> The thing Funny is enough, though, but the thing is though, that's not technically like a real Metroidvania no, game. The, well, the new the new Data Boy, as I like to refer to it, or Data like Boy, to... yes, Data Boy, that is is, is more is, of a Metroidvania. Is, well, that's like, the point. Like, I'm saying, like, the original God of War is now, but the, no, it, that's, that's the point. The thing one. is, like, like even original OG Castlevania, like up until the point yes. where you got to Symphony of the Night, even it wasn't. Technically, what they would call Metroid. No, I mean you think no, about no, no, no. You're, you're correct. Because and that's the thing. You had, Metroid. You had, you had, you well, had that's why. That's why I also think that the the reason why the term Metroidvania ha- occurs is because it actually starts with Metroid. Well, obviously. When you look at Metroid itself, you're you. It's looking at open discovery. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. you're looking at yes, a decent amount of linear progression. After you let that Metroid free, it all goes to hell. Right, but at <laughs> the same the time, though. <laughs> but but at the same time, though, what was beautiful about the Metroid series was the fact that, okay, you had all this adventure, you had all this kind of world discovery, nothing was necessarily given and guided in a specific direction. You could explore and come up with new paths, and it did a very unique thing, and this started the trend for all Castlevania and Metroidvania-style games, which was that, you know, to... It didn't hinder story to not gain access to a, an area. 
because it was like, okay, this is your your skill base. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You need to upgrade or you need to find a new skill to obtain it. Right, and, and that's something. And it, it brought up the fact of, of going back to exploration. Because mm-hmm. like a lot of games, especially now and today, and I'm sure you'll want to talk about that, but, <laughs> but now and today, they kind of tell you the next objective, the next checkpoint, where you got to right. be to do these things. And like Metro that's why games, back right. in the back in the early nineties we didn't have these no, waypoints. That's my and, point. No. Save points, saves. What the fuck's a save? You had lives and like maybe a one password, continue. A password, if anything. If anything. In that, that was. A, I know if we you were kinda, lucky. We we were kind of talking about this before the cast. Obviously, we you know we have our our little like pre-game discussions just to kind of get hyped oh, about God. the topic. Pre-game, with we play. feel old. But, but, but what it comes down to is yes. Nowadays, and this is why I also don't say Lord of Shadows because Lord of Shadows is so linear. Linear. It, it's that it's not a Metroidvania yeah. game. Nothing but it's not fun. I no, no, I, it's fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's, yeah. If you're gonna enjoy uh, Data Boy or any kind of God of War, you're gonna <laughs> yeah, exactly. Much, There's nothing wrong with like you know ripping a harpy's head off. It's right. Wrong with that. No, it's cool. It's cool. Um, you just don't get as much like sex out of that game as you do with like. <laughs> so that's I guess the part that's lacking. But <laughs> sex with a harpy. That's yeah, it. yeah. Sex with a harpy. That's about it. Um, no, no. But like back in the day when we were we were kids and we had the stuff that was only arcade games or Atari or Nintendo and stuff like that. Freaking the game Ghostbusters. No one told you shit. <laughs> you had to go into the game, and you know what? If you survived more than ten minutes, you were doing something. Maybe right? Yeah, maybe. You might have, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you weren't explicitly so you weren't explicitly difficult. told. No, Mega Man. Mega Man was on the par of doing something that was at least a little bit more progressive. It's telling you, and again, that's not even a Metroidvania game, because that's level select and stuff like that. Again, um, I, 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 I bring up Mega Man as a roots. Yes, problem. absolutely. No, no, yeah. I, I understand. That's I'm trying to make sure that we, we disseminate between one thing and the other. We're not saying that Mega Man is a Metroidvania game, but they all have shared elements. Yeah. Which yeah. is, but that's a lot of gaming in general. Yeah. Um, But Mega Man, it really started that aspect of like the, the tutorials style phase yet level one going hey listen this is your blaster this is your gun this is for fighting this is for fun <laughs> <laughs> okay. so he just grabbed his wave of wave of splash you sexy motherfuckers <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, like it, with Mega Man it had that tutorial tutorial phase and stuff like that and you go through the level progression with a lot of those games back in the day you didn't nope and that was the that was the crazy thing and when we were discussing earlier it, it it is true nowadays you're looking for the explanation for what you're doing where back in the day it was so pure of like i bought it because it looked cool and i'm then going to see if i survive long enough yep. dude like, mario's, mario's only only thing was run right right that yeah. was it yeah, but don't let's not dog on Mario. No, I no, love no. Mario. No, I'm not. Mario I'm not dogging like, on it. I'm saying the greatest like, platform. Literally, that is the, that that is the only thing you knew to do in that game. Yes, but yeah. it, but it went back to being like you wanted to be better skill wise at the game. Not yes. about like nobody cared. Like okay, well, what am I doing? I'm moving for a princess. Like I don't even know that's so, topic of the game. But the thing is, is that this is why I, I think Metroidvania specifically is is very very good because exploration was a thing, not just. You know, in the game, but you kind of have to explore how to play the game in the first place, right? Well, the so ex- then you play a Metroidvania game where it's like, not only do you have to explore your skill set, you have to explore literally to expand upon that skill set to progress in the game. So yes. it's like it's it's like this weird double. Well, the, the biggest thing when, when, I, when I explore when I talk Metroidvania or discuss any kind of Castlevania or Metroid game or anything like that that has to do with it, even the spawn genres that are even now. What it really comes down to is an ultimate game of discovery. Yep. Not just map and adventure, but also, like you pointed out, your skill set. How is it? Not just your personal, but also skills that you acquire through the game yeah. that are ne- uh, that are really necessary to progress in that game. Because yeah. it's not just how well you do, it's also what skills can I acquire, kind of like you were saying, to really go through it. Yeah. And the other thing that I think is very iconic for like a Metroidvania style game is the different avenues in which you can get to these points. You know, you look at Symphony of the Night. 
Okay, and obviously I'm going to be referencing that game a lot because I have a Hell sick mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could also, honestly, if you reference Symphony of the Night, you could also reference, you know, uh, Super Metroid for Super Nintendo. You can. Just you because could. I, like, I, like I said, I played them both and God, if I didn't feel like it was the same thing, like you save <laughs> rooms, you save a little thing that happens and you're like, holy shit, well, we're, we're here. Well, but, but here's the thing, that, that's the, that's that Metroidvania yes. feel. Like, so to me, like, I think Symphony of the Night, I think, Super Metroid, or just any Metroid in general, and that to me is like my standard yes, of what yes. I think Metroid is. You, you, but the what I was trying to get to was the fact, like the map discovery and such like that, and those types of games, the different avenues and options that they give you for those games is, is being able to select kind of which bosses you want to get to and which areas you want to kind of explore first. In Symphony of the Night. You could go straight to one avenue and face the, you know, the bat gargoyle and the lizard in the beginning, or you could go up a different route and then hit it from behind. And you're still getting to the same focus area because it's all connected. It, it makes you more immersed in the area because of the fact that it's a very simple thing. You can go around it. Yeah. And spoiler alert. Don't do that. <laughs> do not go and face the gorgo. <laughs> Don't do that first. Don't do that. If you've played, no, if, you're, if you're skilled like John is, because he plays every year, yeah. do that shit. All right, it's the one game. If we're playing an but old it, school game, which we're playing old school games, oh, uh, we are. We're gonna play Castlevania, and oh, I'm yeah. gonna show you this. No, Crim's the Gram all the way, right, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I broke. I broke John. Hours. I yeah. broke John with it. I used, to, that I used to go through the game, and I was just like, all right, this is cool. Mike introduced me to new things that happen in the game. <laughs> And I'm all like, 200%, eat me. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it on a weekend. Yeah, why not? Well, the, 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 the true the true championship was 200 and I think it was 4.6%. So I'm like, you have to get that one piece that's outside the get- far right escalated <laughs> area in the castle. You, you have to cast the Sword Brothers yes. spell to phase through a wall and then fall outside of the castle, technically. Do you know what's weird about that? The, the weirdest thing about that, about Castlevania specifically, because Metroid doesn't quite do that. The glitches. Not even the glitches, but just like, okay, Castlevania was always known for having hidden meat in walls and like stupid shit. Like you, you literally had to like figure out. There's a I, chicken in this staircase. I forget where it is, but there's a chicken in this staircase. <laughs> but see, that's my point. My point is, is that what makes Castlevania specific is the fact that there's always something in that game that you can Discovery. do. Discovery! Well, I, I mean, even, even if we're talking Metroidvania Remember, and we're talking about just Castlevania. I mentioned, I mentioned this before we started the cast. Literally, due to a translation error, there was no literal way to if you unless you You're looked it up. Two, right? Castlevania, two, Castlevania two, you could not beat this game. NES on the NES. Look up the NES. With, if you're really old, or actually, we're really yes. old. If you're really young, um, that's a really blocky cube machine you put cartridges <laughs> in. Anyway, that, that's not that um, for our younger granddad listeners out there. You. Yeah. <laughs> your, your, yeah, your, your, your granddad or your, your, your but mom. I have to say this. Your dad. There's a dad. lot of people that actually speed run games like that. I mean, yeah. big time. Oh, right? yeah. That's a big so, thing. But big that's, thing. that's the efficiency with skill. When you really look at it, the efficiency with skill spawned the whole aspect of speed running. Yeah. Because yeah. how fast can I get through this and how skilled am I to do so? Yeah. Well, and the thing you know? is, is it's so much... Watch them play it casual, though, and they suck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speed, speed runners are all about muscle memory and all yes. about, you know, being able to the timing, like, do you know, this thing. When this bag has moment. to come through exactly how I'm going to jump so that I can hit yeah. him with the chain whip when I'm coming down. With the, you know, so, I, I, yeah. I have to say this, though. Uh, Symphony of the Night is actually... I, I always refer to it as one of the most perfect games out there because not only does it teach you about exploration in in some of the most mind-boggling ways like literally you see that first blue magic door and you're like i have to figure out how i get past this so then you spend you spend a little bit traverse some extra areas maybe fight the doppelganger before you should (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you you come across these things and you eventually find your way to getting to the magic doors and then you end up you know the the big thing with Castlevania Symphony Night was the rumor mill around that game because back in the day that was like the beginning of like game facts it was the beginning of the freaking internet people the there beginning of the interwebs in which there was no internet yeah ladies and gentlemen it happened so the rumor mill that Dial happened up, when we were in, we were in rooms. school and stuff. <laughs> Literally was like, did you know that Richter isn't the final boss? 
Did you know that you actually do fight Dracula? That, do you know that you see Shaft is in there? No, but see, this is my point about Castlevania. I didn't know versus... a bad mother. Shut your mouth. <laughs> was in this game. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> if this was a video, they'd be like, they would actually put Shaft as like, you know, Shaft. I mean, it's like, yeah. no, not that Shaft. No, but yeah. see, the thing about, this is what I mean about Castlevania, because like with Metroid, like, it's either you're just, you're stuck until you get to the end. But once you get to the end, the end's the end. Yeah. yeah. You know? But with Castlevania, like there's a layer. It's like, oh, I beat the game, and it's like, so did you get to the, un- you know, the upside down castle? And you're <laughs> well, like, that's like, what? <laughs> that, that, was, that, 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 that was specifically like a Symphony of the Night thing. No, but yeah. here's the reason why I bring this up. Reasons why I say it is one of the most perfect yes. games. No, 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 I bring this up because of uh, the game that came out beforehand uh, that was ported to the SNES that we played a little bit of mm-hmm. the, uh, the 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 Richter story, the, the yeah. prequel, yeah, to, to, of Blood or uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Castlevania X, yeah. 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 X. Okay. Dracula X or Blood X? It's Dracula X. Uh, um, Rondo of Ro- Ro- Rondo. Yeah. Rondo of Blood. So, if you played this game, and this is just a normal Castlevania, you know, sci- chain whip and all the all the shenanigans. Not just that, of the but I mean, like the stage progression, that kind yeah. of stuff. But did you know there's three fucking endings for that game? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, that was the other thing that that's great about that kind of like style of game. Is the multitude of endings? Yeah, like, but that's what I'm saying. It, it wasn't a new game plus. No, like no, you, like you some ha- of the the JRPGs. You know what I mean? The, the, this was a different aspect of it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Well, and, and that game and, came out before internet. Yes. So if you like, you could do it now. Obviously, if we could figure it out. But somebody would have had to actually sit there and figure out that in order. To, there's three endings you have to rescue because like the your wife and the sister gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. So like the. The one ending is when you're bad, like you like you don't rescue either of them, and then that's it. You rescue. I'm a terrible them, father bad. and parent and, and husband. No, but to rescue your your wife, like it's a trial. Like yeah. you you have to hold on to this key, all right, that you get, which that, that's not easy to get to. You hold on to this key, then you have to hold on to the key for like one or two stages. That means no secondary item, no axe to throw, no cross to throw, none of that. It's just you and your whip. And that game is actually hard, legitimately. All right? <laughs> yep. But first like, off, all the like, e- even though, even though I, I love there, there the, are ways the to cheese your way through these games, yeah. but most of them were relatively difficult. It, you had to learn right. your way to cheesing right. them. And right. most of the time it was like, oh, did you do this run? Did you do this run without using time stop? Oh, oh, okay. And that's my point. My point is that Castlevania specifically does these things. On purpose. Yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> honestly, honestly the multiple, the multiple endings thing. I have to say this: Metroid started that because that was one of the that was one of the original things with Metroid. You either saw the ending where Samus gets in the ship and just takes off, or you see the the ending where Samus gets out of her armor, hangs out for a little bit. All right. Let, I'm, I'm gonna. And then you up. realize Samus is a female. I'm, like, I'm going to. I'm, I'm there were people like, and yeah. that's the thing. We had no, those that, days that's, back that's, then, like, there were people who didn't know Zelda wasn't the main character of the Zelda franchise. That was me. People who didn't realize that Samus was a woman. Well, that in, was me. In the very beginning, everyone <laughs> thought that Zelda was just another name for Link. Yeah, do, yeah. You, do you know yeah. I kept playing uh, the, the second quest because I kept naming the damn person Zelda? <laughs> and I didn't know that I was playing the second quest. But anyway, that's another story. The, 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 I was bringing this up because the, the first time I ever played a Metroid game... I didn't play. Um, I was in like first or second grade, and this kid would bring his Game Boy because I didn't have one, and he had uh, Metroid Two. All right, and we would kind of help him during our playtime to like help him get through the game, <laughs> figure it out. So one day he shows up to me and he goes, "Did you know that Samus is a girl?" And I said, "What? No, that's impossible." I was like, it's a big suit. There's no way. He's like, no, I'm going to show you. And it's crazy. <laughs> he showed me. And I said, that's unbelievable. Now, mind you, at this time, I'm like six years old. Right. Now, I wasn't one of those guys that said, ill girls are icky. I was kind of like, hey, girl. How you doing? <laughs> hey, girl. How hey. was that guy? But Who, what's under that armor? But I've been playing. Yeah, that's my point. My point is, I've been playing this. Like, I'm helping this guy play this game. And I go, the main character's a chick. And I did the same thing you did. What? <laughs> and it threw me for a loop. And I and I and I hope that my daughter looks up to that gaming character of all characters. That that's <laughs> just saying. I'm, just I'm so you know, that's when people complain and say there's no strong female uh, heroines that are in video games, 
Samus. <laughs> yeah. Been Samus. there since the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> and she was raised by bird people. Yeah. Bird people. That's wow. weird. Which <laughs> <laughs> is so weird. But it, and that's the thing, like, and, and for me, like, helping him progress through the game and to get that, 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 that ending, I guess you could say, even though I think that's like a, a generic ending, because at that point, I think that was original NES, right? Where they it, was, it was original NES. So you, you had to you play, her, but, you, you, but you had to play through like you see her out of armor, and then the the the, the I guess the extra secret ending was the you see her out of armor in a bikini. No, that that's exactly what happened in two. <laughs> my little they wee-wee. just added that as the generic ending. My, my uh, I'll tell you this: when I was a kid, my little uh, my little wee wee <laughs> doesn't love it, zero wasn't suit so, Samus. Yeah, and we all love it. But yeah, and that's, that's that's the thing. And for me, you know, playing these games and, and doing all this stuff is is what gaming was at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like looking at a Metroidvania game now. You know, or even looking at what games may have taken stem from it. I guess you could say that. I guess or yeah, it's some kind of homage. Homage, to it. yeah. Like you know, there's there's different games that we've that we've even talked about just to kind of put out there. Um, like Zelda's one. You know, just to kind of put that out there. Dark Souls, a more recent title or recent franchise, is another. Um, Hollow Knight is one of the most and, recent, and that's what I, and I think that and probably those, the most well, pinnacle version of a Metroidvania. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also the most when when it comes down to saying like, oh, Zelda or Dark Souls is a is stems from Metroidvanias. It's not that they are; it's that they they share elements. Yes, and they all share elements. And that was the thing because it's like you can you can try to debate something. I don't I don't have the definition. I didn't pull it up. Online to know what what are yeah the I don't know what Urban factors. Dictionary says yeah. this shit is but. I know it's out there because actually I I did see I did see something one time I was going through on YouTube and I was looking up on something for for Symphony of the Night <laughs> go figure and I saw something and someone did a really good breakdown of what a Metrovania game was um I you'll have to forgive me I do not remember the person who did it but shout out to that person they did a really good breakdown of what. Metroidvania games are like kind of what the standard definition is and what it falls down into. Um, Nonlinear progression. Yeah. A a system of going here, getting something, and then going back. And there's there's a lot yeah, of yeah, elements yeah. that it, kind it, of it's a lot of those things that are there. And and there's you can I mean honestly, because of shared elements and stuff like that. You could make an argument, maybe not a super valid concrete <laughs> argument, but for games like Zelda, Zelda, especially when it comes down to, uh, you know, well, most of the franchise, most of the franchise, you could really go down to. It. And that's what I'm saying. For me personally, I would have said maybe the first Zelda, original NES. And only because, like, that one was literally exploratory. You had to go back and forth. I mean, that was kind of part of the mechanic as you. Yeah. But so was through. Ocarina of Time. In a way, but it kind of gave you these little places where you kind of needed to go. And the other, like, the other thing I was going to bring up that, that's for me is skill set, right? Yeah. Like, not just, yeah, he gets armaments and he gets upgrades to get to new places. But, I mean, personal skill set. Like the one thing that I lacked, like playing a recent run through of Ocarina of Time or Ocarina of Time, I should say Ocarina. I don't be that guy. Ocarina of Time is uh is Ocarina. The, Ocarina is is the fact that it doesn't really require it requires skill, but not like menacing skill to like try to. There, there, there's a lot it, less difficulty, right? Curve and, in, and but, but like but when you but when you play a game, let's are, say like Dark Souls, for instance, which. Is a skill thing. Like, you go through there, yes. and if, if you don't know what you're doing, you die. So you die. I you actually, die. I actually had this. Then a boss crushes everything that you've learned. I, I had this epiphany as we were kind of talking about this. If you look back at the whole Souls franchise, from Demon's Souls through Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, it actually mirrors almost the actual evolution of where these Metroidvania games come from. Because if you look at Demon's Souls, it's very much Mega Man. Yeah, because it's literally you have a hub world. You met you level select. You choose which levels you go to, which bosses you fight in which order. Yep. You use certain things that you get from those bosses to then progress to fight other bosses and get better at what you're doing. And then Soul Dark Souls One, you have this expansive world set before you, and you're looking at the original Metroid. Like you have this short tutorial where you kind of deal with 
the idea of what's going on, release the Metroid, and thus free, like getting yourself off of um, the uh, penitentiary. You're getting yourself off. You're getting yourself off. You're getting yourself off. You're getting yourself off. <laughs> um, but you get you get off the like the. the I'm glad me and you <laughs> were right in. Like, we immediately like, oh, you're getting yourself off now, huh? <laughs> Anyways, when you finally get to like the undead berg and when stuff, you finally get yourself off. Uh, you yeah. get to the undead berg. Yeah. Um, but then you have the world open up in front of you, and it, it it's very much that first Metroid game, and it it kind of gives you any way that you want to complete the game. Yes, there are certain things you have to get to. You have to get the the um, Lord Vessel. You yeah. have to get certain things in order. That, that's that's quintessential, though, in a Metroidvania style game. Because exactly. That right. that that as we kind of been discussing earlier, there are points and times in a Metroidvania game where it completely dictates that it doesn't. It it, it makes it to where storyline doesn't have a plot hole. It doesn't say you can't get past this door because of story. It goes, you can't get past this door because you need an item and you need to discover more to get to there. Well, and this is probably going to be my most controversial thing ever because I'm going to literally... Hold on. I'm going to... Hold on. Can I, can I hold just on. stop you before you say something controversial? Because <laughs> I have to say something and I'm okay. going to take 15 seconds to say it. Um, I have to give you a, a slow clap uh, just because... Uh, for the first time, I agree with you, and you're actually right. <laughs> but for the sake of the internet, you're wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. You're actually right. So let's say this controversial thing and then totally ruin the fact that you just made this up. Yeah. Okay. Well, no. Actually, what's amazing is is actually Mike didn't say that whole entire thing that he just went through for that period of time. You did. That's how. <laughs> That's how we're going to make sure that the it's right in the universe. Okay. So I was right. So no. my my comparison here is I was actually going to bring up Dark Souls 2 and Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. Dark Souls 2 is kind of a polarizing game where Symphony of the Night is much beloved and there's not a lot of polarizing things to say about that game. But when you I look can at say something that may affect the the groundbreaking, you know, shares of Symphony of the Night. Well, okay. So and that's a that's a game that I love and I could actually say there's one thing that's probably could have done, been done better. Well, what I'm getting at with Dark Souls 2 is that the level progression doesn't, it doesn't feel wholly natural because you end up going to a lava castle in the sky. It's weird. I don't really remember how Dark Souls 2 worked out. Lava loft? So, you go to the top of a castle and then you end up in like a toxic Death valley. You, well, you end up in like a toxic valley. I'm trying. I think I'm remembering this backwards. I think you do the lava level and then the toxic level. I cannot remember for the life of me. Yeah, see, here's the thing. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying this. Yeah, feels like, <laughs> like for me, like uh, I'm, I'm a guy that's never actually played Dark Souls originally. So I decided to play that game because I'm like, <laughs> but from the beginning, I'm like, I have Dark Souls. I should say Demon Souls. I was like, no, let me try Dark Souls. Let me try that. And I'm doing it without any internet, without anything. So don't ruin this for me. I'm gonna get the two eventually. Whenever I beat two, one. okay, don't I, ruin me with. Lava I will off, say this: okay? if you're gonna do, lava lava if you're gonna, I'm play, gonna call it that when I say. It. I don't care what it's called. It's called uh, level off to me now. Yeah, exactly. If you play two, <laughs> you have to. You have put to it play. out there. John called it lava lava. Put it on Twitter. <laughs> hashtag lava lava. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag lava lava. So if you do play two, you have to play the uh, first sin or first sinner or what the the PS4 version. Yeah, it, it's one. It runs at 60 frames per second, so it makes things a little bit easier. There's less. Jankiness in some of the combat maneuvers. Looks they fixed the backstab mechanic from one, which made me fail so good. And then they ruined a whole lot of other stuff. But they they did they did introduce a lot more weapons and a lot more. Like, yeah, in general, yeah. they they changed Obviously. the feel of the game, and it it did something to for me that revitalized the franchise and was one of the reasons why when three came out, I loved three. And three, as much as I as. As much as I love it, it, it's one of those games like I can't go back and I can't do what I do with Castlevania. I can't play that game. You know annually. what I, was, I thought you were going to go into? I thought you were going to make your complaint about these easy games that are coming out. Because, because I Dark Souls want, 3 was one of those games that when it came out, people felt that it had an easy mode. It, it did. Okay, so quote, it... Unquote. And I'm using your words because yeah. I know you want to talk about this. Okay, and I think we so, should. I think we should talk about easy mode before uh, I do want to get back to what you said. What, about that your one, your one, one thing? your one thing about Symphony. Well, it, it, okay, so I, I'm going to kind of spill this out real quick before yeah. you get into easy mode. This is what a, uh, a, what it realistically comes down to, and it's it it 
breaks it from being a truly iconic uh, Metroidvania game, which is it, it, it's its weapons and armor upgrade. Uh, what what was great about Symphony of the Night is the fact that you had all these really cool weapons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, they were also not memorable. That's true. There were a hell of a lot that were memorable. Well, especially once you got to like the Masafune and yeah, the no, but, but that's that's the point. <laughs> but I think, yeah, the the specific point about it is the fact Shut that right. whether 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 you have <laughs> your you you like especially if you go through and play it once or something like that. You you go okay well this is this and then I'm gonna up in I'm gonna upgrade you don't really upgrade your armor you find a new set that new set then becomes your new output and, and then you that, find the walk mail and you're and done it, it, well, <laughs> oh, God, you don't yeah. use the walk mail until you have both inverted castle and regular okay like that's what it really <laughs> but then comes you're done to. yeah but then you're done but that's the point then though it's okay. the it's the fact that once you find that set everything else becomes less important, less memorable. The Crimsogram is a very memorable weapon. I know it off the top of my head. He showed me what it is. And at that point in time, you basically go through the game and you're trying to grind to get to that point, to get that weapon. Because of the fact that that's what's going to put out the damage and everything like and, that. And a couple signet varies because you got to wear those rings. Right. So yeah. you got ass. And, and, at that, yeah, and you can one-hand wield, so you can actually have two and just do waves. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you just, like, hit, you just hit square and circle yeah, back yeah, and forth. And you, you spin, <laughs> and if you're good, you spin back and forth between your... your and it looks like an orb of damage. <laughs> oh like God. you're in an orb of damage and nothing touches you because yep. by the time you put out that much damage, like... It, everything is everything dead. Is dead. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't even matter that the Crimson Gram isn't technically the, the most strongest. The strongest weapon. It's the fact that it hits like four times per swing. Per swing. Damage so per second matter. outweighs everything that's in that game. Yeah. But that's that's an iconic weapon. A lot of other things, though, that leads up to that, you don't remember as well. And the reason for that is because Metroid. Metroid has a system in place where, okay, you're getting more bombs or something like that. But... You upgrade your weapon. Yeah. You don't... In a sense, you're discarding Everybody what's old, the but the thing cannon. is... That, yeah, exactly. Like, like, you're not you're not discarding one cannon for the other. You're literally upgrading your weapon. Yeah. So the, the fallacy that happens in Symphony of the Night is it does such a great job at going, this is what you're going to get to. This is so cool that it really drops the ball in saying that any of this other shit that you had isn't as memorable. Yeah. And but that's I, the point when think, it comes down but to But I think what Castlevania, especially Symphony of the Night, does is because of the fact that it, it's it's more action RPG-esque than... That is fair. Because, I mean, technically speaking, we're talking about two games that are both technically action RPG-esque. I think Symphony of the Night does more because it actually gives you literal stats. Yeah. Yep. You know, but... Then it gives you all this custom, you know, that you can play it your way. You have all these armors that do different things. Yeah. You have, uh, you, can, you can run up your luck just so that you can get better, better pulls when you're, when you're finding stuff, you know, or, or, or enemy drops. looking for a better pull. Yeah. I'm always looking for a better pull. <laughs> yeah. But the, yeah. but the issue is, is that it, again, Symphony Night did do a poor job though at going because if you got a cool knife, Okay, and you were using that. You got the Balasard. Yeah, once yeah. you once you found something yeah. else, <laughs> yeah, you discarded you, it. You easily. discarded it, and it was pointless. That's the reason why some of the a lot of the items, and they had so many items in that game, they become less memorable. Yeah, but you know what? With Nintendo huh? specifically, I, I'm bringing this up because I'm we're here. But <laughs> Nintendo specifically always does a really good job. I, I don't mean third party games. I mean like first party Nintendo games. Yeah. Regardless of what game you play from them, they always make a good job of kind of trimming the fat. You know, they always kind of say. We're going to give you this aspect, just yeah. these small things, but we're going to let you play in this realm really well. Right. So, like, with Metroid, they do give you a certain amount of things you can get. Yeah. And, yeah, you can get more of your super missiles or, or whatever or, or, or you know, uh, an upgrade for your uh, for your suit so you can breathe out of the water and that kind of stuff. But that may be all you can get, but at the end of the day, you're going to have a lot of fun Getting these things and doing these things and where you're going to go. I, I think what it what it really comes down to and the the point that it comes across is with Symphony of the Night. If they had not done as many ar- they armors, did so, or so well, many they did items, so much with that game because they one, did. They you did. had all the armors, all the weapons, all the relics. Yes. Like I I only mentioned the thing that allowed you to get through the blue magic doors. You had the right. fairy cube, which allowed you to find items to begin with. You had things like. 
um, I forget what the, the mermaid charm or whatever yep, that yes. actually allowed you to swim underwater yes. and it made you immune to the damage. No, of no, it, necessary items one thing or the other. But I'm talking about the fact that it, it, they had so many items and so much to it, whether it be armors, items. Well, you can't remember so everything. That's that, the thing. Yeah, like, that's, but that's, that's the point. It makes it unmemorable <laughs> for the things that you went by the wayside, where the key would have easier have been to shorten that list. Okay, well, even streamline. It. I have you, to. You, I have to you say, you could this. have streamlined it. And, okay, they could have made things more comparable to the Sword Familiar. The only weapon in the game in Walk Armor was the only armor in the game that literally scaled up and you felt like it was an upgrade. Okay? The more you use the Sword Familiar, the more kills you got with the sword and everything like that. When it finally becomes your weapon, you feel like, wow... I can still get to a new potential with this specific weapon. Walk armor. The more I explore, the more capacity I have for this armor. It felt more fulfilling and more memorable. I've got to well, say, though, for for a game that's as old as that is, and I mean, it is old. We remember a decent amount. To be fair, we play it every year. No, I, don't, a, I don't mean just that, true. but I mean, you're talking about a game mechanic of scaling up. Yes. I'm trying to think of a time in which I played a game before that that technically did something like that. Because well, like games now do that. Like if you play a yes. game, well, going back to Dark Souls, do the same thing. If you have a weapon and you like it, you upgrade it. You make yeah. it better. You make it do more damage. Yeah, yeah. You, you do more but damage. no, that, that's so why you, I'm saying Metroid Metroid itself was doing that before really Castlevania was. Yeah, because you would take the items you had and then you would say, well, well you have this. We're going to... Scale it a little bit. Exactly. And that's Maybe not to the same degree. It, uh, no, no, no. no. And, and not, but, but you went from going, hey, now I have the ability to do missiles. Cool. I can do missiles. And then you go into an area where you're like, hey, now my missiles are Nova missiles. Or I can do bombs. And then you're like, I can do nuclear bombs that bomb the level. Like that, that right. screen. Yeah. So the, the point was is Metroid technically had better progression in keeping things memorable to the player because of its its armaments and stuff like that upgrade. I was going to say this. Did, did not, did not, was that not done? Like, Metroid was a creation of Miyamoto, is it not? Uh, I cannot vouch for that. I don't know I don't either. remember off the top of Internet, But when you were talking about yeah, Metroid right. and you were talking about the bombs, I, I just immediately thought of that sound. That's a memorable. Are you, are you that's, kidding that's me? Do you know it, Jeff? What was my number one character in Smash? Samus. Samus. Damn Samus. All the time. Beep. What? No, not even. Yeah. Bombs were no, great. He had the spin. He he'd have he had the timing down where he would use the bombs to jump himself over people, and then uh, it, it was, it was a pain in the What ass. was greater was the combo between her spinning attack, which would get people like all around, and when they're falling down, they would fall onto the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we need to play the new one. So yeah, that way we can actually have Samus and then two Castlevania fighters actually fight. Whatever, dude. Listen, For what I'll, the best? What, who's the best Metroidvania right what, now? Whoa, 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 you want to bring out a whip? Fine, I'll use Zero Suit Samus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say Samus still wins. Yeah, <laughs> I love that girl. Okay? No, in my heart, Samus. she always wins. Oh yeah, yeah. I love um, Samus. I agree. So, anyways, going going to the the second half of this argument about difficulty. And oh, easy yeah. mode. No, 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 do it. Do I, it. I made my point, yeah, because, but I made a good point. No, I, no, I, 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 I'm I literally you, bringing you this up, up because Anthony's not here, and oh, okay. literally because stealing of the, this from him. I'm not only stealing this from him. I'm bringing this up because you hear I know that, his side of the. I know his side of this argument. Yeah, you don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it because if I hear it from him and I'm next to him, I may actually punch him in the face. That's fair. <laughs> this may be the one time you're right on the internet. And, yeah, uh, I may no, have to agree with you. You know what's you know what's horrible. Is the next time Mike's not on a cast, Anthony's going to take the same amount of time to be like, well, let me correct him. <laughs> Which oh the funny God. thing is, though, actually, I think that these two might actually agree on this argument. It's just the fact that he wants to debate the argument. Yeah. Gotcha. So Anthony literally just wants to bring up the counterpoint to my argument. So Valid this is not. this has come up recently because of a uh, of a Forbes article that was covering Sekiro. And Sekiro, I have not personally played. I, I, I am, I've heard horror stories, but no, I have, like, I have. And honestly, but everyone loves those horror exactly. stories. Exactly. Like no, no. I, I like I've heard things where they're like, "Holy sh! Are you for real?" And they're like, "I'm dying worse than Dark Souls." But at the same time, they're like, "I want more." <laughs> yeah. 
So, because you know, you, you, the only way you're going to beat that game is if you get better at it. That's yes, just, that's the only it, way. It is. It is literally the the. It's either muscle memory or skill progression. Those are the only two ways to really get through that game. Yeah. And there have been people who have already speed run, who have been doing speed runs for it, and they're proving that muscle memory can get you through that game, no friggin' problem. But and there are people who have gone out there and have been trying to brute force it, and that's not the way that this game works. Right. And that has been my number oh, one, shit. my number one issue with the game. <laughs> yeah, my number one issue with everybody who's bringing up this. Oh, easy mode equals accessibility argument. No, you shouldn't be able to just brute force everything in life. That's not how life works. It's not how you know these games are. The, these games are made. And honestly, I've always been one of the people that has said artistic expression means more than accessibility. However. Financially, it doesn't. That's what I said. That's what I was right, yeah, I was like, my biggest argument about it, games. Yeah. My, my, it sell games. My biggest argument about actually, you want to bring up financials. I can't afford to play every game that comes out. Thus, I don't have access to every game that comes out. Well, Should games this been made cheaper so that I can play them all? No, it's not how it works. Companies have to make money. There has to be a a a, a segue between artistic creativity and expression versus. Well, the, what makes a game easy or not? Like you know whether what? or not you can be whether or not someone personally Here's can the beat that. I, like while well, I agree with you, and I do, <laughs> but I also feel like it's like it's like a weird gamer naivete where it's like, shouldn't a world where we can just express ourselves and be happy and enjoy the games that we play? No. Because the internet exists. Internet That's exists. why we can't Because trolls are things. Yeah. Well, it, th- this is exactly kind of what it is. It's first off, game companies, I, and I don't work for a game company because, so I can't say this is fact. It's just fact in what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I say it's fact so to so, and we're on the internet. <laughs> so what it comes down to is game, game creators know, like, listen, they want to create this certain style of game, and they're going to create something like this. And go, listen, as long as we hit our target market, we're making what it is. And if other people pick it up, there you go. I have also never heard of a game where if people are interested in it, whether it is Dark Souls style related in difficulty, that if people of that genre like it, they're going to pick it up, Mm -hmm. whether they beat it or not. And they're going to get it, and then that's what it is. You have this game that has certain homages to a Metroidvania-style game that is dark, and it has its roots in Dark Souls, and people bought it. They knew going into it that it was going to be a challenge. Before this game dropped, I was talking to one of our friends, Sebastian, and he goes, Oh, you're picking up that game? Isn't that Dark Souls-related? And I'm all like, oh, okay, that's cool. Holy shit, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? John, John although, has never beat the Dark Souls he, game. He, although he thought I was talking about Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. And then uh, he, I was just like, no, I, I'm actually talking about Ghost of Tsushima, not uh, Sakuro. And then he's just like, all right, you should be okay with that Yeah, you should be okay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and and this kind of this kind of trails into a, into a different By the way, I still want Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> that game looks good. That thing oh, looks so good. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm gonna cry over that a different time. But um, I cry tears of joy. Sekiro and, and the whole. Why the did whole... you say it like that? It's because like... it is oriental. <laughs> <laughs> so racist. You're damn right that was. <laughs> this is what he said. Talking about Japanese game about you know Japan and people. He's like, oh. Joy. <laughs> oh. He squinted when he did it too. I, did not, I was not going that far, <laughs> sir. No, I squinted because for some reason when I do that voice, it's really hard not to squint. Yeah. I don't know why. But anyway, I just squeezed something really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so it's his webos, folk. By the way, this entire uh, this entire cast was brought to you by Wavel Splash, you sexy motherfucker. <laughs> uh, anyways, anyways. So getting on about the whole difficulty thing. And one of the things that I have to say is that Dark Souls did it in such a way that challenge kind of bred the community for that game. Oh, the challenge bred descent. Oh no, no. Ascent. Ascent. Maybe. 
No, Fuck it. No, no. You, Corruption. No, you no. In that Elitism. Game, you yeah. dissent in that game. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's and that's result. that's the one. That's the that's the thing that's been coming up a lot is elitism. an argument about elitism in in gaming and this whole like oh the Dark Souls community are a whole bunch of gatekeepers. We're really not. I want people to play that game. I want people to be able to beat that game. Sekiro was beaten by a quadriplegic person. Like it's wait, not wait. about it's not about there being an easy mode. It's about. I haven't actually, seen the link to confirm or deny that, but we'll take it as mic value, so it's probably wrong. But that's fine. Go on. Continue with your point. I just wanted a disclaimer. At He's that like, point. I had a broken thumb, folks. Like, seriously, <laughs> it's not that big a deal. <laughs> well, no. I, I like one of, the, one of the reasons why I haven't been, been playing, like, I haven't picked it up and I haven't played it is because I have tried to go back and play Dark Souls 3 since I had my hand injury. And I have issues. I, I don't have the same like block slash mechanic that I used to have. I'm not as good as my parry timing, and it's mainly because my hand does not right, react in the same way that, as right. I used to. It, it goes back to that same thing about you know muscle memory skill yeah. sets. Because in that game, you have to be like on point. Like you have to be ready at all times. And it, yeah. and that's the thing about games like this. When you play Mega Man, you play Metroid, you play Castlevania. And I don't care what Castlevania. It could be a Metroidvania, or it could just be a, a linear. You know, progression. The thing about that game skill is it, comes it, into skill play. is a thing. And yeah. this is the thing that we talk about. Learn this. the skill though. That's the thing. And like you said, you brought up Ghostbusters. It's like they didn't teach you. What did you do? You failed a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the time that you actually did, like if let's say you kept getting bossed by literally the first boss in in, in any first stage of any old school game, the time that you actually put into it and you finally beat it, mm-hmm. it was the greatest feeling in the world. And, I, and sometimes in some games, I still feel that. Yeah. When you finally go, finally! And it's just like, and it hits you. And you go, okay, now I can carry this skill set into the next level. Okay. You know? So I have to, I, I, this is this is kind of my weird counterpoint to the whole argument about the easy mode thing. And judge, me if, I, judge me if I sound wrong. Accessibility is we wrong. Judge you, we judge you rather you're You're going to judge me regardless, but... Yeah. Okay, accessibility is, is is giving players the ability to play something regardless of disabilities. They have added in things like being able to give voice commands to games, voice, uh, 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 breath trigger, remote controls that you can play without having use of your hands. Um, there have been plenty of people who have beaten games with using their feet. There are all kinds of that just control- proves that they're better people than me. Well, yeah, but, no, no, what, I'm, what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank is you for this. making my skill diminish even more, Mike. I appreciate that. Well, okay. Now I really am a casual. as primarily fully abled gamers, we don't have we don't have the outlook as being a disabled gamer, and I hate people that want to break into the opinion that oh, games need an easy mode for disabled people. No. Any gaming gener- journalist that has brought that up as an argument needs to get punched in the face. And I'm not saying that facetiously. They need to be punched in the face. I agree with that. Because might... the thing that they're trying to argue for easy mode is that they have a hard time brute forcing the game and they have to play it for their job so they want an easy mode. It has nothing to do with accessibility. It has to do with the fact that they don't have the time to craft the skill set to beat these games. So, I I know, see, I know you really want to go off on a really long tangent for this specific topic, but realistically, and I know you've worked it into (laughs) this argument, but I want to make sure that we're specifically staying on tasks of metroidvania style games and yes it has certain Sekiro amount of... is very metroidvania in a in a in a, in a, in a i Dark have Soul not Zian seen Link. i have not seen the I game neither confirm nor deny right. any of these so things I, but <laughs> I, I don't believe that is the case but there's a lot of things that have to do with difficulty and the expanded universe of things uh and adventure and everything like that that still fall within the realm of Metroidvania games. Yes. And we were talking about this earlier, not on cast, but off cast, about something that I truly believe is probably the pinnacle of what Metroidvania games have come to. Um, and that, that's Hollow Knight. When you look at Hollow Knight, it, it gives you the, the remnants of having a Castlevania or a Metroid game, so thus it falls within the Metroidvania feel. And it, it's it's all the same type of stuff. It's it's upgrade of weapons, upgrade of abilities. It's uh it has a very in-depth discovery and adventure style to what's going on. 
the story is pretty in depth and it has like it, its intricacies that happen and it does the same thing which a lot of great metroid and castlevania or symphony of the night games do which is basically not hindering storyline to make sure that you're still fulfilling through your progression and making sure that you adequately get needed skills or abilities to then achieve new areas in the map. It's also working a lot on your 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 memory to go back and establish these things. Some people would say that because the world is so expansive that that hinders some of the gameplay because it's hard to remember exactly those specific spots if you're not very watchful. And the art style is a little bit dimmer and darker mm-hmm. and lighter yeah. at points. So it, it, it's it's hard sometimes to catch all those, yeah. understandably so. But that's that's the beautiful thing about that because you can go back, go through the map, rediscover new things. And that's what Metroidvanias really do, which is great discovery. Yeah. Um, so it, to, in my opinion, and I've seen some other people, like that is the pinnacle. Like this game is difficult. It's expansive. You're finding new shit all the time. And if it fills all those little niches of going through that awesome platformer that Metroid gamers, Metroidvania games are known for and what you really embody. And for me, being someone that's kind of like an old school gamer that enjoys those types of things, I don't need a whole bunch of 3D graphics for here and there. If the artistry right, if the, if the story is right, and it's done in a proper platform, you have me fucking sold. Yeah. Um, another one that I have to throw there, and I know neither of you two have played it or really seen much about it, um, and I, I brought it up before the cast as well. Uh, it's called Chasm, and this is a this is a Metroidvania game that has a very interesting element of that. Aside from certain key rooms, the game is primarily procedurally generated, and you have this like you're essentially delving into a mine and exploring what's underneath this town that you are sent to figure out what happened to all the villagers because everybody kind of gets kidnapped and brought underground by these monsters that are coming to the surface. And the whole thing is you're exploring this giant chasm. And that's the namesake. Um, But the game has a lot of the same elements of Metroid games, but with the whole, like, weird psychological thing of being procedurally generated. Like, you have to realize that you have to still be able to get to your double jump power without having your double jump power. So right. it, the game has to, like, there's a part of the game that knows, like, to get to point A, I can't do anything where I'm creating a level that has this block that's a little bit too high for you to make with a standard jump versus the double jump or the ability to wall jump or something. It's a very interesting, like, mechanically built game. It's very interesting to see how the game the only thing does is, things though, differently the, each time. The, the only thing I can think of, though, for that game, though, is technically that's still linearly led. Because it really is. If, if it doesn't there, generate the possible... If, it, if it's literally going, I can't generate this type of environment until this is reached, it's, it's an AI choice... To then generate what's needed. It's, it's almost like you've gone through this enough. So I will, For me to then reward you with the needed thing for me to in, now induct a new environment. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, I, 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 without actually seeing the game, I get where you can make that misconception. It, you have to understand that this is laid out very much like Castlevania Symphony of the Night map-wise. The, the game just kind of pre-generate, uh, generates different types of hallways and stuff to kind of make things unique each time you play through. So it's where we have that annual replay of Castlevania, we know the layouts of the maps. We know where the library is versus where the uh, Undercroft is or where the, uh, you know, uh, the channel to go get to the the, the, uh, uh, boat guy. The The ferryman. Uh, (laughs) He's the boat guy. The the ferryman. I'm doing the fucking arm motion of rowing a ferry. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> the boat guy. So we we have those, those those memories etched in our mind. We know how to get to those points. This kind of makes it to where we know. Don't, don't a, get me wrong. If if there was a game that is actually generated via the fact that the AI is intuitive a know to know when hmm this is a good progression point to then make a power up available. To then invite into a new environment, that 
would be insane because you're You still... need to watch Chasm or yeah. somebody play Chasm or at least check out the game. Because again, what I'm trying to say doesn't really convey what the game is because right. where you have those areas like, oh, we remember the library. Well, this game has the first section you get into, which is kind of just a normal, like, cavernous area. It's multiple branches. It There's multiple ways to get to the abilities to, uh, you know, double jump or wall jump or uh, get the ability to kind of, like, float-ish. You get, like, a like a glide cape. It's kind of cool. Um, there, there's multiple ways to get to these different uh, things because you actually get into like transporter, like the teleporter rooms. Right. In, in Castlevania Symphony Night, you get to rooms that are similar to that that lead you into other versions of the dungeon or other areas of the dungeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the map isn't in, as interconnected, but there are ways to go from one section of the map to the other section right, of the map right. that are kind of a linear path. Yeah, but you, uh, no matter it, what, quick, uh, what's it? Quick travel is always kind of. And the, well, it's not really, I, I don't want to say it's quick travel. It's that there, so literally you walk into a room where there's three different doors. And in that room, one of those doors leads back to where you started. The other two doors lead to two completely new areas. Mm-hmm. And those two areas can either be in the same dungeon or can be completely two different, like act one, act two, act three, or it can be act one, act two, act two. It's it, the way that the the way again the way that the map generation works. It can do right. things that you you may not always expect, but it, it's a very creative game. I I like to give it props when I have the ability to because it, right. again is it, this is an indie a slightly indie game. I, I mean it's an indie developer, but they're a they're a larger name in the indie community mm-hmm. at least. I like how at this point because I mean I was gonna say like since you brought up Chasm and you brought up uh, Hollow Knight. Um, mine's gonna be really short. I, I'm just bringing up uh, Iconoclast is, uh, is is what it is. Exploratory, you know, 2D platformer, you know, and uh, dope ass soundtrack. That's basically. <laughs> I mean, I will give you that. I'm just saying. All Speaking I'm, of dope ass soundtracks, I was at the beach today, and I was totally telling my friend. I was just like, if you haven't heard it yet, it's years old. Check out the soundtrack to Eureka 7. But <laughs> dope ass soundtrack. Uh, dope ass soundtrack. Dope soundtrack. <laughs> See, that's my point. Like to me, it's like like at this point, like what makes a good what is what is a Metroidvania? Like I think we all have might have we might fall into some similar things, but I think we all have a different idea of what a Metroidvania. We all be. we all kind of ag- we all kind of agree on where so, they started their roots that's what I'm saying. I'm, and I would what say, they've progressed to, or what the what we believe the evolution of them is going. Nah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm gonna throw it out there, John. What do you think? What's a good Metroidvania? So honest. Well, what's a good Metroidvania, or what's a good definition for a Metroidvania? No, no. What what is your definition of a Metroidvania? Because honestly, it's it's a loose term that gets thrown around a lot. So and I'm, it, we're not going to use we're not going to use the internet we're not going to have you know Wikipedia tell us what no 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 is. okay well so, see that that's what I'm saying or Urban Dictionary no, definition no wise because <laughs> honestly I just because of my love for the game I would try to get it as close as I can to Symphony of the Night you want something that uh, has one 2D platformer must okay that that's what it comes down to. I like the the open discovery of the world. You need enough linear progression to make sure that you go, okay, I need to get to a point. But at the same time, though, that's guided by a soft hand only because you have these stop points in which you are not accessible due to ability or skill gap. Um, those are big things. The one thing that I, again, point back to that Symphony and I didn't have was a proper system in making weapons, abilities, and choices uh, playability more memorable you know what i mean you, at that point you're so, only so that, so that, so, would be, that would be your twist on the, that uh, would be my only twist on symphony of the night because i think everything else is pretty much fulfilled on it what it really comes down to is a memorable system in which if you wanted to play someone who is a bare fist fighter the upgrades to those types of weapons minimized and then expanded on just for how that works to make the intricate weapons done I think that would be better than just throwing a crap ton of gear at you. Did you play Aria of Sorrow? Yes. Okay. That that game, I think, does a lot of the things that Symphony of the Night did right. It yes. does those again. The problem is, is that 
it lacks a memorable protagonist because I don't remember the main character. Of that uh, like game. I said, I'm only comparing it to a game that I know that I play every single year and I love it. And I've played a lot of different Castlevania games and I've played a lot of the ones that are on the new DS and advanced platforms and stuff like that because they continued with that Symphony of the Night feel, mm-hmm. but they, they, they obviously went different routes and stuff like that. But those were always the, I, I like those too. Um, but that, that's kind of what I'm looking at as a definition wise. So what do you, what do you got? What's your personal? Oh man. Okay. So this is going to sound weird. It always it, does initially. for me. I know it does. So if you haven't played it, um, check it out. Definitely at least look up a Let's Play or something. Octopath Traveler. It's by Squaresoft or Square Enix. Um, it's very much in the vein of like Final Fantasy VI, aka three, if you were in the United States. Um, getting technical. I am getting technical. Um, the way that this game plays out pseudo like a Metroidvania, where it's not the it's not the usual typical like two D like flat map. It's the like Final Fantasy flat map. Like it's still two dimensional, but it's Final Fantasy two dimensional. Not yeah, whatever. But um, the way that this game kind of has its weird connections to uh, Metroidvanias is that. You have this going back and forth with certain characters to get their progression ahead to where you can progress further in other character stories. Because you're playing eight different storylines. Mm-hmm. There are eight different characters. There's eight different, like, mechanic or, well, there's technically four different mechanics that are revisited two different ways. Um, but those characters each have very different branching paths that can kind of lead you into other characters and bring about this whole, like, weird cohesive story, as well as have the same kind of, like, mechanics as doing, like, oh, hey, I need this to progress past this, versus not having the real, I'm, like, story. I'm hearing a lot of the same stuff, though, that's, yeah, it's, that's comparable. It's, a, it's, I, it's I want, I want what you saying. want, like, but I, I want it with like, a story. Right. And, like, for me, like, I just want to keep it simple. Like, it doesn't have to be 2D or 3D. I think you can do it 3D. There's been games that have done it 3D and they're really good. Well, Metro Prime is a perfect example. But, but I just mean that, you know, to me, like, if it's something that... That I can get better at through actual playtime. Yes. Mm-hmm. Something that I can play hours on end because I'm literally wanting to explore every inch of it. And you have to explore every inch of it to get the ending that you're really looking for. Or the true ending or whatnot. Um, and, and a game that, if it's brutal or not brutal, it doesn't matter. But it's also got to have a dope-ass soundtrack. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to play it for so many hours, I mean, I don't know how many times... I mean, Symphony Night has some Symphony great... Night has, has an amazing great, soundtrack. Great soundtracks. Uh, soundtrack Metroid. Any, a lot of Metroid games have some really iconic... Those you know, MIDI tracks, man. Those they're, they're, they're amazing. <laughs> and, you could, awesome. and you could still play them in your head. I think yeah. that, to me, that's... What was great about the PlayStation stuff is a lot of times you could actually put it in a CD player and listen to the and this, and Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And see, and that's... And, like, to me, I think... That's what it also needs to have. Yeah. Is for you to put it into something else and just play it. And just play the soundtrack. And yeah. see, that's my point. If yeah. you're going to play the game, it's got to have good music, and that's just the way it is. Laid out some fat beats. Yeah. It's, like, it's like any game can have that. It's like, no. You're, you're, if you're in this game, you're in for the long haul, so you better be, you know, listen to something really good. Right, right, right. And I think with those fat beats, that's going to roll us out for this one, guys. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Unfortunately. Oh. And don't forget, if you enjoyed what you're listening to, to rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget if you're listening to us on one of our many podcast providers, whether that be Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, or even Spotify, head on over to our YouTube channel to check us out for great content over there as well. And as proud members of the But Why Thou community, you can head on over to their webpage and check out all of our great content as well as many other great podcasts out there. Don't forget, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and any of the other social media listed down below. Head on over to the Ready Comics Roll Discord channel, where you can talk to other rollers and the crew. Tell us what your favorite Metroidvania game is, and tell us if how well you do in Dark Souls. Follow us over on Twitch for random live streams throughout the week. And who knows, maybe you'll see Mike playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night over there. And if you'd like to help us grow, head on over to our Patreon and become a supporter today.